<laughs> okay, so you really want to know, huh? Fine. I'm gonna start by telling you this. And this is important, so listen up. Your entire life, this one and many others, you've been a god who uses its absolute power to make yourself powerless. Entire cultures, especially this one, have all been afraid of their weaknesses, supposedly, when in reality, they've all been afraid of their power. This goes beyond the matrix of reality. This is something much deeper than that. This is eternal. This is fully realizing your consciousness. This is infinite. This is evolution. This is our divine right. All right, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, Bootsy Greencast here, and I am ecstatic to have uh, Lightstar on our show today. I want to quickly give a shout out to our friends at ContentSafe, who also distribute Lightstar's content. Hey, what's up? Hey, guys. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. We really appreciate all the work they're doing over there and uh, Lightstar. Uh, we had a quick chat here uh, before we got going. We are going to explore some super cool, deep, woo-woo uh, awesomeness. I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, I'll try anything. You know what I mean? Like coffee enemas, you know, whatever, <laughs> upside down, chanting, um, you know, whatever whatever it takes at this point, uh, I'm willing to try it. Uh, and, uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come and, and hang out with me. Thank you so much, Lightstar. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here and share whatever uh, content we dive into. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, you know, we're all here to figure out what we can do, you know, like every day I go outside and I just can't believe how much dumber people have clearly gotten. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say that because I'm not trying to judge or look down on anybody, but it just seems like some of the most educated people in my life, I can't seem to, you know, uh, put two and two together, which is apparently offensive now. So, you know, we're, we're trying to like navigate the, uh, the sort of like flow of things and how things are going in a sort of mainstream way. And then also, you know, be here for what we're here for. You know, I really am a big advocate that everyone here is here for a specific purpose that we each have a gift to give. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of my hill that I'm going to like stand on and, and shout from and all of that. And I really want to help people with that. So with that, um, mm -hmm. I would love to talk to you about some of your gifts, some of your talents, your abilities that you've uh, honed over the past, however long, and maybe just mm -hmm. start with how you got into this, um, this, what would you even call it? This, <laughs> this, art? this what I do. Yes. The, this transition process that I went through is pretty uh, extreme, I would say, because I was not always in this field of what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm a visual attunement artist for the most part. That's my main forte is my art, but I also do uh, session work with clients and 
also work with Starseed and I'm actually now just getting into music, which is my newest thing. So I'm expanding and growing as well. Um, a lot of people know me for light language. That's kind of one of the things people find me mostly on my YouTube channel for, but it didn't start out that way. So I have to say, I'm actually, I would say a very practical person, you know, I always kind of have been, but I've always had spirituality in my youth as well. When I was younger, my parents at the time, they're both uh, passed along now, but when they, when I was young, they were very spiritually minded and I got exposure to very, a lot of different types of things too, because even though I was raised Jewish in a way, um, my mom got into the whole Christian thing for a while after their divorce. And I was exposed to, uh, even the Buddhist stuff that somebody I knew. So I kind of got a lot of exposure to different things in the, the religious sense anyway. Um, but my spirituality was always there. The interest was always there when I was a child and I don't, my awakening for all of the starseed work that I'm doing now didn't come until later in life. That was when I was, um, Basically, I was working in a very corporate environment when I was started out the gate there. Um, I got involved in an in a engineering, well, it was first it was the restoration company. So construction, restoration, environmental restoration companies that I was working for in Colorado. And I lived out there for about 15 years and I worked in that industry. I was in marketing, but very corporate. Okay. Nothing to do with spirituality or any of that. And around 2009 is when the market was crashing. Everyone was losing their jobs. And I knew that something was going to change. I knew there was something for about a year. I was kind of being told intuitively that you need to do something else. And I didn't listen. I was just kind of like in my little you know, world and I just kept holding on. And it wasn't until last, the last part of, I think, 20, uh, 2009, when I did lose my job at the time and was kind of hurled into it and had, I knew that it was just time. So it was time for me to leave Colorado. And I went sort of on a little quest search in search of what, you know, the hell I'm going to do now. <laughs> and I ended up going back to call California a little short while I kind of went to school there. So some of my family was there, but I ended up in Sedona where I am now. And it was not really planned. I didn't mean to live here. I just meant to kind of like come here and for a little bit, but ended up being, you know, six months ends up on 11 years. And basically through that quest, everything I do now really opened up here in Sedona. So that would be about 11 years ago. And that I first came to just do some healing work and that just completely exploded into artwork, doing psychic readings in Uptown for a couple, I think I did for about a year and a half, two years, I did just psychic readings, intuitive readings. Um, and then now I'm kind of doing it on my own, but in a different way now. And then, so every, and light language started coming out. Uh, it's just, everything just kind of came out while I was here. It's like, you can't live in Sedona without having creativity or intuition coming out somewhere. It's like, it's kind of uh, the nature of, of living here. So that's in a nutshell of kind of how the little, the little story of how I came to be and where I came from and what I was doing in my previous, you know, job, which seems like a lifetime ago, because I feel like I've lived like four lifetimes, you know, in one lifetime, uh, because it's such a different dramatic switch, you know, from doing that to doing this kind of work. It's like, you don't usually go from that. So I always joke about this where I say, 
you know, if you want to go out and be a chef and you're not a chef right now, you know, you're doing something else, but you want to be a chef, like that's not a big stretch, you know, try doing what I'm doing now. Like, and, and going from where I went to this is like a huge stretch. So I feel like anyone going through transitions, going through uh, life purpose and trying to change careers, I'm like, I got that one down, you know? So I've done a lot of changing, a lot of transformation and, and I don't feel I'm done yet. I feel like it's just, you know, the tip of the iceberg. I wish I had done this earlier or when I was younger, but you know, to each it own, it comes when you're supposed to be awakened. So um, that's kind of where I started and, and where I'm in the middle of it. I feel like uh, I'm in the middle of the Oreo cookie at the moment, you know, <laughs> like, like, Sandwiched in there, not done yet, but yeah, like kind of in the middle of the double stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on. Well, yeah, I feel like the great work is never finished. You know, we're always mm-hmm. progressing and moving forward. I found, you know, for me personally, you know, having some sense of purpose is what drives me. And even if I'm having a bad day, if I'm depressed or bummed out or like energetically low, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, or if I messed up on my diet or didn't work out or whatever, that downward spiral of uh, negativity that could sometimes trap me, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm like, well, you know what, at least I know what I'm here to do and I can just, you know, go forward with that. And it seems like um, you've had quite a quite a, an adventure, which is great. A ride. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people are in transition right now. So yes, this is the, well, we're going through the year of transition, literally, even in numerology, if anyone studies that, I mean, we are, we're definitely in a transition year, 2021 being a five year. That's all about transitions, tra- you know, transformation, change, expansion, spiritual expansion, even, but all of that, it's all changed. So you know, it's like, then imagine someone's personal year is I've had a few people I know five personal year in a five year, you're really going to have some changes and going to be asked to uh, step up. So I think it's a good thing because I don't look at all the things that have happened as like, Oh, it's so positive. When I know a lot of negative things happened to people over the last two years, especially last year in 2020. But I do see that there is a wave of transformation happening in the effect that people are being pushed to change their career or to change what they've been doing because it's either no longer there anymore or it got shut down, you know, or you really have to look at, well, you've been given the time. If people are on unemployment, you know, they're given this time and they're getting paid for actually transitioning into a new career. Mm -hmm. So those things I think will We'll see more of that, I think, happening even ne- into next year. But I feel this year and last year were all about the the little tumbleweed, you know, kind of blowing. And then we'll see where that stops, you know, and where it ends up a little bit, I think, uh, less of the tumultuousness into next year. But we're still going through it throughout this year. So, you know, we have to hang on to our hats. Literally. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely, that's been something that I've had to do. You know, like I said, you know, at the very top, it's like, it's hard for me sometimes not to get frustrated. Cause like, really, I feel like I've been on the same page with people at times. And then all of a sudden not, it's like, mm-hmm. huh, interesting. Yeah. Cause it's really easy to just go with the flow of things and just do whatever everybody else is doing. But there's something to be said for, you know, uh, going your own way. I would say, yeah. right? like, I'm not here to fight against anybody or anything or 
certainly not an advocate for any type of violence or anything like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at the same time, like I know, and I think a lot of people know that, you know, you were saying, and I've done this so many times, you were saying, you you know, your intuition kind of told you to do something, you didn't do it. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. And every single time I wind up doing the thing that I was prompted to do, you know, with a, (laughs) with a very, uh, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, if we're if we're myself, like like remorseful, you know, like sad and and pathetic kind of way. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> if we're actually if we're guided to do something and we get that guidance, it's literally you'll learn time and time again if you don't pay attention to it. It's not that you have to pay attention to it, but if you don't and choose to just ignore it or, you know, stay in comfort zone, which is why most of us ignore it. We don't want to go venture out. We don't want to change. We don't want to, you know, rock the boat is, but if you don't pay attention to it, it's like your higher self will kind of say, all right, all right, you can have this for a little while. We'll kind of let you play in this for a bit, but there's some point it's going to come back, you know, and you're going to have to make a choice again and again. And then there comes the point where some of us, my boyfriend stands with Bear and I always talk about this, how some of us don't really have free will. I mean, we do, but yet it's like you're, you're asked if you're, if God, literally God, whoever you think is God, whatever you feel about it came down and asked you to do something. And you said, nah, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, okay, where's that going to get you though? It's not, it's not that you have a choice. You don't have to do the calling, the literally the calling when spirit calls, when God calls, when all these things call, you don't have to go that direction. But if you do, your life will expand like you not like never before. Like you wouldn't even understand it. If you saw it, then you have to go through and experience it. So I think people are being asked to um, do it the first time because you find that, you know, you can knock your head against the wall so many times until you finally step into the truth of who you really are and what you're here to do. And you take a hold of that calling and spirit called and you said, yeah, I'm going to do it. I don't maybe don't know how to do it or don't really know all the ins and outs of it, but I'm going to step forward into this path. And when you do that, it basically tells your higher self. It tells God, it tells all your spirit guides. It tells every, all your angels, all the beings around you. Yeah, she's ready. She's going to make this a priority or he's going to make this a priority. And so let's set up the opportunities for growth for that person. And so that's kind of how it works. It's not to say that it's bad. If you don't take that, you know, resonating like intuition that pulls you forward, it just means you either delay some things or you miss opportunities. Usually they come back in a different way anyways, but you know, we only have a span lifespan here of so long, you know? So I'd say I was asleep for a long time. I wish I had woken up when I was early, you know, younger, we were talking about that, but I also know that we're all waking up at the right time for us. If we choose to listen and awaken at the times that we're being asked when the opportunities are presented and you walk through it, then yes. But if you keep saying no, 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 no. Yeah. You're always going to have an opportunity, but it just seems like your your higher self kind of like you'd be more disassociated from yourself, which is not a good thing. You know, you get further and further away from yourself. Then you start making choices that are not of the higher path. Okay. That's when people start going down you know, not so great place because 
They've just gotten so far away from themselves. You know, there's a, there's a great movie. What is that? Thunderheart. I think it is where one of the, one of the uh, signs in it, one of the um, statements when he was saying guys coming and he's just completely not tuned in. And he's like, you are as far away from yourself as the moon, you know? And it's so true that sometimes we feel like that. We're just like, so disassociated from ourselves. Like who's making the call here? Where am I? Where's my, where's my higher self? Where's my soul, you know, in relation to me and this suit. And we have to explore that. Um, yeah. So it's very important. I feel to listen. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. I think that the bit, like the biggest, you know, I think there's a lot of teachers who talk about, you know, making money or manifesting this or that, you know, but I think the biggest reward, at least in my experience is when I do listen is the feeling that I get just in my own self, like in my own mm-hmm. body of just like, you know, it's interesting to think it's like, we do have free will. Yeah. But you know, I do agree with you. Like, I really do think that each and every person we're here to be the most authentic. Like we each have like a, a specific fingerprint, right? Like a, elect, mm-hmm. a, a energetic, you know, fingerprint that we are here to play out. We come into the world, we're, we're perfect. And we're on this timeline of perfection. And then the world just beats us down with school and obligation and other people's ideas of what we should be and you mm-hmm. know, traumas. And then we get hurt, you know, in r- relationships and all these types of things. So we do, we, literally just go away from ourselves, even though mm-hmm. our self is still there, you know, mm-hmm. like the whole time. And to return to ourselves, there's nothing really that in my experience feels better than that. Like I get waves of joy, just random. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I try not to cry on the podcast, but it does happen, <laughs> you know? Um, but you know, I think that a lot of the stuff that you study is, is, and, and work on are things that get thrown around a lot. Like, um, I hear the word star seed, for instance, a mm. lot. And I would love it if you could maybe tell, yeah. tell us about what that Yeah, is. let me explain that. I, I know I wasn't really clued into what the star seed word was until probably, like I said, 11, 12 years ago. And I first came across that word and I still was like, what the hell is that? And what does that have to do with anything? Um, <laughs> but yeah. when I started to really uh, go into that a little more and to receive information. You know, I was doing channeling when I first uh, started out of this, doing this kind of work as well. And start the word starseed really has to do with uh, a being a type of soul that is um, really they're they're from other places, other worlds, other civilizations, other universes even. Okay. Uh, But mostly planets uh, in the star realms. Um, There are some being some souls that are more aligned with the angelic uh, connection. Okay. And then there are some souls that are more aligned with the elemental like fairies and elven and uh, water spirits and things of that nature. Okay. Spirits of nature's uh, nature spirits and all that. So there's definitely three different kind of genres there. And the star seed has more of a connection feels more um, aligned with that star seed they are a seed literally from the stars and they're um i would say their main path or main goal or purpose overall is to bring their knowledge and their wisdom and their gifts what they have to bring from who they are and what they have as a soul to a certain planet and to upgrade 
and to enlighten and raise the vibration. That's where you hear that raise the frequency, raise the vibration of the planet. That's really what starseeds uh, main job is. Now those jobs can be different in different areas. So we see uh, starseeds that are in, you know, healthcare, you know, healers, we see it in science um, and technology, all different kinds of sectors here, even in, in government, um, you know, a lot of indigos, would you hear the word indigo coming in? It's a type of starseed that is here right now, especially there's a lot of uh, that kind of indigo energy where there's system busters, okay? They came here to break down what's not working, what's not working on the planet here in, uh, and to pave the way the easier path for the wave behind them or the crystallines and the rainbows and all that. Um, so these are types of star seeds that are uh, just a subset, I would say, but the star seed itself um, is really, like I said, coming from other places. So most of the star seeds that I work with that I've seen that I know generally have this over lighting feeling that they are not from here. Okay. They just feel all of us kind of feel like that. Like we just dropped off here on earth and what the hell is this place? You know, where's my navigation? Where's my compass? You know, where's my guidebook? Oh, there isn't one, you know? <laughs> so a lot of people feel that way anyways, but star seeds in particular really feel like they want to go home. They don't really know exactly. This doesn't feel like their home because they know that their home feels like another planet or feels like another uh, existence and they miss their star family. Okay. So we call it star families. People miss their star family because they're more connected with them and still connected with them. Even though they're here in this incarnated state, um, we have hybrids as well that are blended. Uh, you know, in my sessions, I actually do a star seed origins where I kind of look at all these streams, you know, angelic uh, elemental and star seed and see kind of where you reside in these areas, because you're usually more than one. It's not going to be just one thing only. There's multiple different aspects of all of us. And that's working in the multidimensional realms at the same time, which is in the now moment. So past, present, and future all exists right now, which I know is like a really, we all say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a pretty big concept for our mind here in linear time to understand. But generally speaking, that's kind of what the star seeds are all about why they're, you know, generally here, and then they're going to have their own unique purpose to fulfill. Um, but that's kind of the overlighting feeling of, of, uh, and then they want to connect with other star seeds, other like-minded, uh, souls that when they do, you know, it feels like, oh my God, family, finally, you know, like true family, maybe not your birth related family, but your true family, your soul family. And when that happens, uh, great things are happening when connected star seeds start doing their work together. That's when we really start to see ourselves shine. So that's in a, I mean, it's kind of a broad sense of about what it is, but hopefully that gives a no. That's, basis. that's exactly what, yeah, I was uh, kind of looking for. So we're all sort of spiritual mulattoes, right? Like we're just blended, mixed, uh, ether, <laughs> etherical spirits. Yeah. Uh, from I, always here, call there, myself, yeah. I always call myself a space gypsy. Like that's a great way of putting it. I like that. Like the blues brothers, but intergalactic <laughs> style. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a little bit of something. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's cool. I, I think that's interesting. Uh, and I think that could be maybe helpful, help people understand 
maybe that feeling of loneliness. I can relate. (laughs) And especially, you know, the way the world just continues this clown show. I just Mm -hmm. like every day, it just more and more, I try not to pay attention to it, honest to God. Like I just, I just try to just divert my attention to what I can do, what I can, what my, you know, what I know I can work on and that's the best thing to do right now. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise I just keep your sanity. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it is insane. It's literally an insane, it's, it's like a hologram really. So we don't have to get too wound up and too tied into it all because it is really like a giant hologram we're watching right now. And it, it seems like it's in a hologram gone wrong or you know we keep that we were joking in the house the other day like oh, this, is, this is like a major hologram but it's like being on the holodeck and saying stop holodeck stop holodeck and it's not stopping right. <laughs> like it's broken yeah it yeah like the going. simulations broken yeah the simulations broken oh my god it's not turning off somebody needs to pull this cartridge out blow in it and then stick it back in and yeah set this thing because it's <laughs> just food. wild yeah, like um, I, I totally, yeah, I totally get that. So I feel like people are basically like hypnotized for lack of a better yeah. way to say it, you know, like, I don't know, like there's all these words that people throw around NPCs and mannequins or this or that. And I think that's a very unhealthy way to look at another human mm-hmm. being, whether or not it's true. I don't know. I don't care, whatever. I'm not going to view that the world that way um, because I basically didn't think for myself I had glimpses, right? Like, cause I was an artist in my twenties and musician and I had, I had glimpses into things, but like, I didn't really, you know, wake up. I don't think until like I was probably 30 years old and really start mm-hmm. thinking for myself, like actively taking control of my mind. So yeah, I'm not, tr- I'm not here to judge somebody who is, you know, going through this world and just basically being influenced by it, you know, like mm-hmm. a ping pong ball or right. <laughs> like a pinball. Uh, because like, that's kind of how it works. You know, like I said, you know, we come in, we're on this perfect timeline and then we just get beat to pieces into like this, you know, shell of who we think we should be based on everybody else's opinions and the traumas that we've gone through. Um, so how, what do you, what do you think about like, what are, what are some ways to, to raise vibration and and wake people out of the hypnotic I think that um that's a great question because I we we need so much of that right now it's like we need the positive we need to focus on the positive and I'm not saying to put your head in the sand and don't look around you and see what's going on obviously but let's not get you know buy into so much of that that we're so sucked in you know we're supposed to be of this world you know, we, we live here and we're here, but we're not supposed to be of this world. So we get ourselves tied in, sucked in and like every little thing affects us. So I, that is one thing that is important is for people to stop watching, you know, kind of mainstream stuff because the mainstream stuff has been distorted. I mean, it just really is. You have to go outside of that to open up. And then when you open up outside of that, what's really important right now, because we have to have discernment. Okay. There's so much information that's coming in from all different directions, even outside of mainstream, that you have to also be understanding that there is false information out there too. Okay. So what we need to do is get very, very clear on the inside. Here, our Geiger counter, our navigator, our intuitive, our higher self, our soul, however you want to call it or term it, is really important for you to make sure that that thing is on and clear. 
Okay. One of the things that I like to do, and I do this before session work or before stuff is I like to put a, like a crystal filter above my head, you know, where it's like, it's just a filter. It's like your water filter. Okay. You change your water filter every three months, six months or whatever. If you have that and you're drinking the water, you change the filter. It's kind of the same concept though, is that you put a crystal filter above your head and everything that comes into that is clear and filters out all the junk, all the crap, all the other stuff. So when it comes into you, you feel it resonate with your heart. Your heart is the actual thing that is going to give you the, uh, the clearest concept of what is right, what's wrong for you, what resonates, what doesn't resonate for you. And that's what everybody I think needs to do is to clear their, um, clear the muck out of the way and all this chaos and everything so that you can clear enough to see discerning what's, what feels right to you, what doesn't resonate for you. Because to be honest, it's not about everything's going to be resonating with everyone the same way. It's just not. My view on this world is that we're really not, it's not that we're here to make everybody think the same, to act the same, to behave the same, to feel the same. And that's what I think sometimes is the expectation of this world is that we all have to be the same. It's like, no, that's the beauty of earth. The beauty of the jewel of Terra, as I like, we like to call it the jewel of Terra, this beautiful Gaia, if you'd like, that's the beauty of all the beings on this planet is the diversity. It's the diversity that is the interesting part for actually some of other races that are very much in the same like hive mind, or they all think alike or that kind of thing. And there can be benefits to the hive mind mentality, mind you, if you're using it and directing it for positive and for good, it can create and manifest amazing things. Okay. So it's not about bad that it's hive mind. It is necessarily a considered quote bad when it's used for nefarious purposes, of course. Um, But if you're, you know, really looking at raising your frequency, raising your vibration and really getting here, you got to have clarity first. You got to be clear on the inside. You have to have um, your navigator working, you know, appropriately for you to be able to discern all these things and know what, what resonates with you and doesn't, and then understand that your neighbor, your brother, your mom, your sister, whatever may not resonate with it like you do. So, and that's not necessarily a good or bad thing. That is just where they're at. So that's why I feel sometimes we're, we're getting, everybody's climbing all over each other on everything, you know, just (laughs) battling and saying, you're wrong. No, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is how, this is how it is. And in some ways you have to allow people their own experience and their own time. So this whole waking up thing, you know, it, the awakening process that is happening now, it always has been, but I'm saying like, we're getting a big giant wave of awakenings that we're probably going to see repercussions of that in the next year, probably next year, this whole wave of awakening, but it's not about shaking them all up. Like, wake up, wake up. I mean, in some ways it is because we have to get people to understand that this is all just a bunch of crap. Okay. So we have to get people to understand that. And we do have to get some people to wake up enough, but the waking up enough is now, okay. Now you're awake. Now choose your own path. 
mm-hmm. in what you believe. And it's not always going to be the same for everyone. So, you know, I'm an Aquarian. So I love diversity. I like the differentness about people. I don't want everyone being the same. I like certain qualities that people have and they're different and they're unique. We're all have some sense of being here on a human body, you know, in a suit and our functionality works, you know, cells and all that work the same, but our personalities are different. Our soul is different, you know, to the extent that we have different things we want to, um, you know, share with each other. So I like that personally. I just wish people would not push their agendas on everybody else to where they have to see things their way. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a big problem with that, you know, and uh, just like duality, even, you know, it seems like as soon as I say something that's contrary to the way that someone views something, they just immediately throw me in the other camp or category. And it's like, whoa, whoa, I, there's room for nuance here. You know, I'm with you as far as like people being different and not everyone resonating with everyone else, because that's not natural. It's weird. And you know, we like, nobody's for everyone, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's one comedian that everybody thinks is the best comedian, right? It's like, I like Tim Dillon. Some people don't like him, Mm -hmm. you know, like some people, they are like Steve Martin or whomever. And, uh, you know, so understanding, and I also like, I'm very, um, especially by now, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very um, guarded about like joining a group, for instance, you know, yeah. I've seen a group dynamic just go ham, basically. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, like, oh, here we go. Right. And so like, while I do love, I'm a very much a community person, but, yeah. but you know, as a, like, I'm a two on the Enneagram and like, I'm just like really in the past, I've been easily sort of lo- would lose my boundaries in a group, for instance. Yeah. Like, would mm-hmm. see a group just go crazy, especially if they didn't have like principles written down. You yeah. Know, <laughs> write it down, you know, stick to this. But I really like autonomy. I like that people can be part of a group and also separate and do their own thing and contribute and see win wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like the, du- the dualistic sort of component in trying to explain something to someone and then just kind of like falling into that mentality. I still do it myself from time to time. You know, I just like assume it's like, I saw a meme earlier and I can't remember what it said, but then somebody was like, ah, QAnon. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I don't think that has anything to do with QAnon, but I didn't even know QAnon was still a thing, but I guess so. But maybe uh, if you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about duality and. Yeah. It's funny. You were talking about duality. I actually just finished one of my images called duality. It's one of my images I'm creating for my second edition of my Magical Dimensions Oracle deck. It's coming out in 2022 or 23, but I have to work on these things so far in advance. And I just finished that um, picture of duality. So it is called, so it's kind of perfect timing. Um, But the energies that I was I was actually bringing forth with this, it's kind of, uh, it's got two dragons in it and two like fighters in it. And it's kind of like the um, the blue and the red, you know, color schemes about, yeah. and it has a lot, of, but it's, it's um, the whole thing about duality. Cause we live in duality down here. Okay. When you get up into the really, really high dimensions, like higher dimensions, you know, I'd say probably, I don't know, above 12, 13, there's a lot of so many different, different types of dimensions. Some people will call it densities, whatever you want to call it, but you know, we don't have duality so much up there, but we do have it down here. Okay. And we also have this in the fourth dimension as well. So people think that like, hey, we're in the third dimension here, you know, talking, this is third dimension here. If you're going into fourth dimension, it's like people think, oh, well, there's no duality in fourth dimension. Yes, there is. 
there is a lot of duality in fourth dimension because fourth dimension is kind of where uh, a lot of the, I'd say, spirits are. <laughs> Let's just say there's a lot of spirits up there in the fourth dimension. It's the the way station, that way period. Um, that's where a lot of the battles go on and the astral and things of that nature. So you have a lot of duality going on in the astral and in the fourth dimension as well. So maybe when we get passed into, you know, fifth, sixth, whatever, it's a little less, but it's also, people always think that they're in fifth dimension. Um, really? I mean, we're all moving in that direction. Yes. But you know, some of these people just say, well, I'm above that. I'm already in the fifth dimension. I'm like, okay. Full story, bro. No judgment here. No judgment here. But yeah, I mean, we're all working on it. Okay. Let's just say, and we do go into that. We pop in, you know, we sometimes in dream time and we're popping in at different times, but generally we're still, you know, working on it. If you're here in this physical suit, you're still working on it and you're still in the duality zone. Or, you know, like I said, star seeds come here to bring different things, but they also have to deal with the duality zone down here. Mm -hmm. So it is of right now we're kind of in this, you know, darkness versus light and good versus evil, or however you'd like to use those terms. There is a sort of battle going on right now for that in a way in spiritual battle. So we have to be what I feel one of the most important things is to, to be able to kind of rise above the duality itself and not get sucked into it is literally to see yourself rising above all of this and not rising above, like you're looking down and nosing down on everyone, but just energetically, you are not a match to what goes on in the duality zone. So when you get to that vibrational state of not being a match, okay. So matching darkness matches darkness, you know, where you're kind of in that same vibe, darkness has a harder time moving up right into the light. So you're going to stay in the duality zone as long as you're actually going to stay in that lower vibrational energy. So when we're feeling angry, when we're feeling fearful, when we're feeling confused or in doubt of ourselves or any of those kind of, that's all lower vibrational stuff that the lower energies feed off of. So when they're feeding off of that stuff and you're in it, you've got to be able to literally pull yourself out of the quicksand. Okay. That's what is the Jedi training here. And I always say this to people when you are feeling depressed or you're feeling fearful or scared or doubt. And, you know, we all go down into those little spirals. Okay. So we go into that place. And I always say this, if you can allow yourself to feel it, let's not try to gloss over it. Yes. Okay. I'm feeling this way. Acknowledge it, you know, let it be there. Let it be seen spotlight on it. Okay. I know I'm feeling this way. I understand what's going on. I get it. And let, let myself feel it for a day. A few hours is best, but you know, a day, if you go on two, three, four days into it, that's when you find yourself into the spiral vortex of the black hole and it will suck you down. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be able to do whatever it is to get yourself out of that within a day. Okay. Give yourself the time. If you need to be by yourself for a day, if you need to pull away from people and just kind of deal with your own mess, you know, and emotional stuff do it, take care of it, 
quickly. Okay. Because the longer you stay in it, the worse and harder it is to get out. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say about that whole process of, of like, you know, moving yourself up into higher ground so that you don't get matched in with that and you don't get pulled down because the energy of it won't be there. The charge of it won't be there for that negative, you know, energy. If you don't give it that, if you're not in that, like anger and frustration and all of that stuff, you won't give it that energy. Did I just lose the video here? Hold on. Let me see if it just, here we go. Okay. Okay. Um, Somehow just when I was doing that, see all this energy just kind of knocked out the video. <laughs> like start talking about this stuff. And they're like, no, no, don't talk about that. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. No, <laughs> um, that's great. <laughs> energetically, it was getting intense there. That's but right. yeah, um, <laughs> it's funny. It just happens like that all the time. So I'm like, it's okay, 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 okay. So, but yeah, but I, I just think that we all need to be really aware of our emotions and our energies and not to stay in the same matching energy. So whatever you can do to pull yourself out in 180 degrees, feel the opposite. You're going to pull yourself out just by doing that. Okay. Sometimes when people say, you know, if you smile, even if you're not happy, this symbol, you know, this moving your head face up, like smiling tells your brain that you are happy. So even if you don't feel it, the more you do that, so it seems silly, but like walk around the house, like smiling to by yourself and see what that does to shift your energy. Cause you can't help, but do that. And your, your mind and your brain will go, Oh, okay. Happiness is on. And so that's kind of one way to really shift it. It's very easy, simple stuff. We don't yeah. need get need to get super complicated, but we do need to get at action oriented with ourselves to shift it. Cause no one's going to shift it except for us. Right? No one's going to do it for you. Totally. Um, well, some healers, they say they do, but ultimately you really have to do someone could do it temporarily, but then you have to be able to do that for yourself. Sure, um, sure. Well, yeah, there's tons of little hacks, you know, but I love the fact that you're like, you know, you're not advocating toxic positivity and just pretending like things are great when they're not, but like, you know, acknowledge what's going on. We're not putting our head in the sand, but like, don't give it too much attention. Like, you know, NPR is like a really, really polite hate group, you know, that's how mm-hmm. I kind of, or like whatever, like Fox news, the same thing. They're a little bit more overt, but you know, like the mainstream news, like giving into that and just going down that whole thing. is like, da, 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 like just, well, and most of that, most of that is opinions. They're all opinions, right? right? Yeah. Everybody has an opinion here. And that's one of the things that I noticed about this, this, area of this planet, I'd say more than anything is like, everyone's got an opinion. And so you just have to be aware. Yeah. You don't have to buy into everybody else's opinion either. Right. And it's just, it's there. You can listen to it if you want. And it's there. If you get extract, what is, you know, what works for you out of it, but you know, it's, it's mostly opinions. I mean, how many opinion shows are there on He's I mean, basically everything is. I mean, like, I, I remember like watching the Out Fox documentary in like early 2000s, and like they would literally have headlines at that point. I know it's gotten even worse by now, but it's like some people say, and then they would just put the thing in, in there that they would want to like stir the pot on, you know? And so, you know, my point is just simply, mm-hmm. you know, like disengaging from like, yeah, disentangle, new, disengage. New and even if you think they have your best interests at heart, I promise you that they are there to make money off of sponsors. Mm. Uh, that's the real truth of it. And then like ways to hack, you know, there's tons of little ways. Like I just use uh, often 
you know, memories or, you know, like having a podcast with you has cheered me up today. So that's uh, cool. like I could call my mom or, um, you know, someone that I care about, or even right. just tap into a memory of a long time ago, a, a place that I feel safe. Like, uh, my grandmother's behind me right now. That's uh, yeah. I was looking on the walls wondering who that was. So quite, quite a good looking awesome. lady, you know, runs in the, yeah. family, so, uh, you know, but I would think about like growing up at her house, you know, and just running around and grabbing a tomato out of the garden or something mm -hmm. like I can go there mentally yeah. and then that'll help me put that smile on my face right and then, you know we got a little bit of momentum there going i think there's a another thing too that um a lot of people can relate to this because people love animals on this planet everyone yes. loves animals is that even if you don't have an animal you've always somebody's has a memory of picking up an animal holding an animal and just loving and just feeling that unconditional love that you have so even if you don't have an animal in the moment to just go back to that memory of when and just pretend that you're actually holding a kitten or a puppy or something in your hands or, you know, a little squirrel or, you know, something cute, something that would make you smile and happy. And that literally puts it into your heart. And so you will start to feel that and you'll start, it'll start to grow. It'll start to grow and it overtakes you with joy. And that's when you start to transform the energies you know, and we look at, look at how ducks, I think this is fascinating. I just, I don't know. I'm not a duck, like, you know, researcher or anything, but I think it's fascinating is that if you're actually watch ducks, cause I, I was doing this one time when I came here to Sedona, I went out to a little park and I was just sitting there and I was like in my meditative moment or whatever. And I saw these ducks in the pond and one of them seemed to get really upset or angry at the other duck. I don't know what was going on, but it got really mad. And what do ducks do when they get mad? They like ruffle their feathers, right? It's like, you ruffle their feathers, just get all, Arr. and then he just like swam away. And he was like, fine. It was like a minute, he just kind of, you know, exploded that. And then everything was fine. And they just kind of rode off. And I just thought that was interesting because look at how our lives in our, you know, human world, where we hold on to these things and we resent and we get angry and we fester with all these things about that stuff in our past or people. And, you know, we carry that on. Whereas like, can't we just like, that's what the meaning is water off a duck's back. Yeah. It's kind of like, just let it go. You know, if you have the emotion, let it out, whatever you need to say, and then don't hold on to it. Cause I think holding on to the anger, holding on to the fears, holding on to everything that actually makes us sick on the inside. Okay. So that literally does some things to your cells, which is not good. God keeps knocking me out. Um, <laughs> hold on. Got, no, my friend Jay, um, he, uh, he, he has a, he does a breath work session and he talks about how animals like do the shaking and like how, you know, um, we don't, but all the cortisol that they build up yeah. body, like they just, shake it they shake it out so like the beginning of his breathwork clinic is like five minutes of just like doing the weirdest <laughs> movements with your body that you ever could imagine and try not to judge yourself um while you like you know just dance like you're having in a little bit of a seizure you know like <laughs> just in this erratic fashion but it really does like open you up and get you out of your head yeah and more into your body and so right. you know uh, other things about ducks. I love ducks. Actually, a huge fan of ducks. Oh, it's funny. It must be why I brought that up. I was yeah, because well, they can talk and fly, and I think that's amazing. Yeah, you know, they're one of the only creatures to be able to really kind of do both of those things, uh, or at least as well as they do. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they. If you think about it, you let just let 
things go, you know, don't get so uptight with everything. And I know it's hard right now because, but it seems like now is the time to especially not get uptight or overly uptight or, you know, like just upset about stupid things. Okay. Cause really in the scope of things, you have to look at what's more important. What's more important, you know, for you to hold on to the stupid stuff or to release it and move on and, you know, energize your body. And yeah, being in your body is like huge because most people are out here and not here. Mm-hmm. And so we see it by the way, people talking, being unaware um, of other people and being disrespectful and all these things. If you're in your body and you're conscious and you're there and you're in the present moment, I know we don't stay there all the time, but you know, if you're in that moment, you are being respectful and honoring of other people just by nature of that. Okay. So for all the people that are thinking that spirituality is out there, it's not spirituality is in here. And we're to bring that spirituality. That's great. Being out in the ethers and, you know, having great meditations, (laughs) but it's also important to bring it back home or to bring it back here. I don't know what's going on. just like wants to kick me off my video for some reason. (laughs) It just keeps doing it, but I can bring it back. So, um, yeah. So like literally when you do that, you bring yourself home and into this temple, you know, of the body. It's not to get like not spiritual. It's just, I think that's the shift now is that we're starting to realize it's not all about out there. It's actually about here and being a walking, talking, behaving master on the planet is where we're all striving to go. And that really is taking care of yourself and also other people being respectful and honoring and accepting of other people but then knowing also when you need to step up and say, okay, that's not, that's not going to fly here or whatever it is, (laughs) you know, like you have to have assertiveness here too. Otherwise you get stepped on. So you gotta have to like have all of it put together. And I think, um, and that's where the dread Jedi training comes in. We get that. We were talking about that earlier. You know, I get a lot of those in my dream time. So, (laughs) you know, just, I get it here, you know, in this waking state, but I also get the Jedi dreams that I just know I was being trained just like the, you know, Luke and in the, that scene, I know everybody's seen that scene in star Wars where it's like, you know, he's with his dad, you know, Luke, and he's like fighting himself, but it's actually his dad. And you're like, yeah, everybody's gone through that. Everybody's seeing that you're fighting yourself, you know, really all your own demons and all your own mess. And that's what keeps us, from not from being able to become the master because we're just get swallowed up in our own emotional uh, terrain. So I think this really powerful thing is when we can step forward and be in the wisdom, our own wisdom and in our own mastery and seeing the reflections that we're seeing is just reflections. You know, it's reflecting back to us, our own fear or our own uh, jealousy or our own, angers or whatever it is that we haven't dealt with. And then in that moment, you can just release it. One of the things that I find my boyfriend and I always have this little thing where uh, we try to do this as much as possible. If someone's angry and we get into this little thing, you know, we're not perfect at it either, by the way, (laughs) when we get into this thing, you know, our little, whatever, one of us really tries hard especially because I was telling you, he's such a humorous guy and humor works for us. 
that I'll just say, say something or he'll try to say something that's just super stupid and funny in the middle of us getting like, uh, and for some reason, it just takes all of it away. You just go, oh my God, this is so stupid, you know, because of the humor. So humor works most of the time, not all the time, but you know, it does work to get you out of the seriousness, the anger, the frustration, and start to get you into living mastery, which is stopping it in the moment. The sooner you can stop all this mess, that's when you step into that Jedi master, you know, Obi-Wan or whoever, you know, there's so many of them. Yoda is one of our our favorites. Sure. Um, We have a baby Yoda now from that, you know, (laughs) he got me one for Christmas. So now I have a baby Yoda that like talks and he's so cute and adorable. Um, But whatever, (laughs) I'm just saying like everyone has uh, their own emulation of what the mastery, I've ascended master Hilarion right behind me. That's my rendition of him. And, you know, like whatever, I'm not saying to to put your faith and belief in uh, all these other people and other beings. It's not about that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the most important things, I I just talked about this at a conference about we're moved into the age of Aquarius. Some people don't think that we have, but I feel that we have Uh, 11, 11, 11 was a big significant marker right there. And we also have the golden monoliths that just popped up in Colombia, golden monoliths, which are the, all the other monoliths have been like silver. So golden age. Okay. We're it's the signpost. These are signposts that I feel we've moved into this, but in the Aquarian age, we're, we're having to look at ourselves and expand and become the leaders. Okay. We are becoming our own leaders here. Whereas the Piscean age, which we've been in for the last 2000 years, although there's been a transition about 50 years, this are my lifetime pretty much is a transition, but 2000 years is the cycle. And so Piscean age is all about everything hidden and following the leader. So if you look at that, where has it been? Religions. Okay. It's been in the possible of like the gurus looking up to the gurus and following them. I'm not saying I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying mm-hmm. we're moving into a different age of Aquarian age is not about following the leader. It's about becoming the leader. Now you're being empowered. Okay. So you no longer have to feel like you don't have any power here or you don't have any power over yourself even. Right. So that's where I feel we're moving. And into and for the rest of my days on this planet, as well as uh, the children, I don't have kids, but like our children's children's children, even the children's children are really going to be in the thick of the Aquarian age. And they're bringing all the innovation, all the high tech stuff. That's why you see so much of this right now is the high tech, even some of the AI, which hopefully doesn't go awry too badly, but you know, cause there's positive AI as well as the not so good. Um, but they are bringing a lot of healing and health technologies uh, as well. So we're just here heralding this in, you know, um, I just kind of said this where I, this is my own download about anyone born after 1960 in that time period is the transitioners. You are the transformers, transitioners of this golden Aquarian age. Uh, the people that are born 2010 and beyond are the ones that are really like, these are the ones we're passing the gavel to, you know, like take it, go run with it. Whereas we're just like the ones that have to do all the sort of rough work about 
breaking down what's not working, getting people's mindsets to shift, you know, all these different healing modalities to kind of push that forward. And then they're going to be taking that ball and running with it. So we've got, um, I think that's why it's a little bit challenging on some of us, you know, in that doesn't mean that if you're not born after 1960, you don't have a role in this or a part in this. I'm just saying that I'm feeling that that's kind of like a wave, you know, of people that are here doing what they're supposed to do for this particular time period, because we all chose to come into this time period for a very, very important reason. All of us, I'd say anybody, you know, in this time frame right here and right now, because this is the tipping point of crucial timelines, timelines, plural, because there are timeline shifts happening all the time. We shifted last year. We're trying to shift it back into, so it's like, it's timelines are keep jumping another way. Some people call it jumping, you know, timelines, because there are many different opportunities, many different uh, times to shift things and to turn, turn it around. And so, and that's what we're all doing, working multidimensionally, because we're all working on these things all the time in our waking state and our conscious and in our unconscious and in our sleep state. We're doing a lot of work. <laughs> right now. Yeah, we're busy. We're a busy. Lot of us. A lot of us, not just me. I mean, every, a lot of people. And even if someone thinks that they're not doing the work, if you are awakened and a conscious being, and you're kind of like, okay, tuning in, dialing in, you are. Okay. So you are doing it. Now, sometimes people feel like I have to be doing this tremendous, like, you know, thing I have to be out there. No, sometimes you're just anchoring the energy here. You're just holding on that energy. And some people are there diffusing and, and transmuting all of the junk and the crap. So everyone's role is a little bit different in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do some of that here in Sedona because, you know, people come and they dump all of their stuff because they want to do healing or for themselves. And then some of us are staying here anchoring in the cleanup crew energetically, you know, to keep this place nice and pure as best we can. Um, and that's kind of one of one of the roles. So that's just an example of how that works. Some people are anchoring. Some people are in the, the worst cities, you know, and these spiritual people. And thank God, I always like my heart goes out to them. But they're also doing a great service because they're anchoring down the good energies there in the midst of all the chaos that's happening. So that balance, you know, back to the seesaw of duality again. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. yeah. So we were talking a little bit before we came on about, you know, you do you, you, you're what you, what happens in your dreams and how that is a part of our experience. And so incorporating that, I would love it if you might touch on that just a bit. Yeah. It's really interesting for me. I say the dream time is probably the most fascinating It's not a real, I've had dreams all my life that I remember are significant. So I have dream recall. Um, But over the past, especially 10 years, since I've been kind of more into this work, wow, I've been a lot more aware of some things that even some aware of some of the dreams that I had as a child that I remembered so significantly. And now I kind of put, uh, understand where, where they were coming from what they were. I had a lot of premonitions that I didn't know were premonitions at the time. So one thing a lot of people have is premonitions in their dream time where things come to pass. Okay. So I have a lot of these kinds of dreams and I was having a lot of them, uh, people around me, my friends or people that I'd even know that well. And I would have situations 
that would come up and they would tell me what's going on in that person's life. And then the next time I talked to them in this real life, I'd be like, Hey, you know, I, I had this dream. Is this going on? They're like, yes. Oh my God. You know? So I had a lot of confirmations about, and things that happened that they, you know, that, that were not happened yet. And that actually did happen. So that's one of the things that I feel the dream time has been for myself and for a lot of people get these kind of dreams, but you don't really know until you've kind of like written them down and can see you back or, you know, see that it's happened. So that takes a little bit of time and effort, but I, I put that time and effort into it. But one of the things I was talking about was the Jedi dreams. And for, as an example, okay. It was a time I was kind of growing in my own empowerment, my own like phase of like, sometimes we go through this process of feeling insecure or like not sure of yourself. I mean, everybody kind of goes through that. And at the time I was having a dream about this huge, um, it was a big scene and there were these, uh, for lack of a better term, they were really tall and really evil look be- looking beings, if you would say. So I would call them probably like the evil agenda uh, draconian or something, you know, and they were enslaving people, just kind of which was going on now, but anyway, um, <laughs> they were enslaving people in the dream and, you know, manipulation was going on. And in the dream, I was telling, you know, I was looking at this whole thing going, I got to stop this. I got to stop this. So what I did in my dream was I, I grew myself really, really super tall. And then I just reached over the top of this winged being, you know, and pushed a button and shut down the whole program. And I was so happy and so proud of myself. Yes. Look what I did. Oh my God. I shut the whole program down. Now these people are all safe, you know, thinking I'm like the hero, the savior and all that. And so I was excited, but a couple of days later, it might've been a week or so I had a very similar dream. And in the dream, I was given another opportunity. So what did I do? And I started to, oh, I'll grow myself really tall, do what I did last time. But I stopped myself in the dream. And I remember thinking, I'm being watched at what I'm doing. And I'm not feeling like this is the right thing to do for right now. Hmm. And I was being told or being shown by myself, like, do it differently. What would you do differently? How would you do it differently? And it was being like asked that of my guides and my higher self. And I was like, it seemed like forever that I was just like, I don't know. Oh my God. You know, I was like, what do I do different? Finally, I got it where I didn't grow myself really tall. But what I did was I went to the people that were being persecuted and I said, Hey, this is going on. I just want to share with you. This is what I see happening. There's a better way. If you would like to go this way, come with me that's great. We can kind of get you out of this, but if you don't want to go, that's okay. Okay. You might, if you need to stay here for a while, for whatever purpose, I'm not judging you, just whatever you want to do. And that for some reason, this, I woke up like feeling, yes, I passed the test because what this was showing me was giving people a choice, their own free will, because sometimes people need to go through the experiences to have them because their soul has chosen to go through that. And by me just shutting it all down in the first dream, like taking that out, taking their choice away. Okay. That's great for the moment, but was it really in the highest and best good for everybody? No, because they needed to choose 
not me choosing for them. So that was a very powerful dream. I thought I really, I've had a few like that, but that was like one of the most significant, I call it the Jedi training dreams, because I really felt like I understood that whole process of letting people decide, letting people have choice and not just automatically pushing people in one direction. And I thought that was a, you know, very powerful. So that's just one of the many types of dreams that any of us are having. All of us are really having these, you know, some different types of dreams um, where you just feel you're being tested and you just know you, you, you are. And sometimes you don't pass the test. I mean, I've had some times where I didn't pass, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, but you always get another opportunity. You'll always get another chance. It'll come around again if you don't. So it's not like you failed. It just means, okay, there's, there's more work to do in this area. And it does cross over into this life. Those dreams empowered me beyond belief and gave me wisdom here because I've used it in my own life here, you know, for where, you know, don't put it on to like, this is what you have to do, telling people what to do, especially doing this kind of work. You know, we can all tend to be the teachers and telling everybody what they think they should do. Right. Or really just start to stop that and say, do what feels right to you. If you feel this way, go with it. If you don't resonate, don't. And I say that to people all the time, you know, go now. So it's really, it helped me to temper the, um, the tendency to just push everybody into what I believe are in, in one, in one, any one direction either. Yeah. And I think we're all going through these kinds of things and we'll continue to do so probably until we leave this body. Yeah. Who knows what, what, what a way at that point. Wow. It's an exciting time though, in the dreams. <laughs> yeah. Dreams are interesting. I've never grown myself largely in a dream, but that's you can. Like, yes. Like, I've definitely done flying and I don't yeah, know. And, and especially, a lot. especially yeah. in lucid dreaming, you were talking yeah. about lucid. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. where you can morph and change and do a lot of different things in the, in the body and yourself. So yes, you can make yourself grow yourself tall. You can fly, you can walk through things you can create things out of thin air. You know, you can do a lot of things because you're in your imagination, you know, um, powerful stuff. Yeah. it's really cool and fun, you know, like, and fun. Can't yeah. forget the fun. Yeah. The it's fun all fun. fun. <laughs> it, is. it is really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, that's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, what like languages. And so what, when you do work with people, what does that look like? What, what kind of, uh, well, like language is a very, I, I really want to say to describe it. It's really more of an energy language than it is a light language. I don't know. I guess sometimes I feel like I should call it a soul language, uh, rather than light language or language of light, but sometimes it's called universal language or universal galactic language. Um, my, the languages I'm speaking, I, I kind of have about 20 or so in my field. And I do a chakra, a light language chakra clearing in my phase two starseed alignment sessions. And my phase three is kind of an upgrade. So I kind of use it in there, helping people to clear uh, energies um, and chakra systems, and also just to experience the light language itself in different ways. Cause there's like seven or eight different languages that come through in that session. So that's kind of how I'm using it there. I also have started to do music, which last year I flipped into that 
little script and um, creating my own music and using light language also and using um, toning with light language for the music as activation. So this is kind of how I'm using utilizing it and exploring that as well, because I've just found that I have a certain ability to uh, shift people into um, certain catalysts, I guess, if you will, uh, just by the nature of this light language and this language of light that I'm bringing forth. Now, I used to do some translation, but I don't really do that anymore. My guides told me not to do that. It's really like about for people to experience what it is. It's just important for people just to get it, feel it, to experience it. I'm kind of like the bridge at this moment because this is something that I feel all of us really have um, what I call the mother tongue. Everyone can speak that because it's like a, it's very similar to the Christian faith of speaking in speaking tongues. In tongues. Yeah. That That's is awesome. very similar when you're talking about the mother tongue. That's when I talk about that one. It's the one that's like your language to God spirit directly. It's very innate for people. And it's usually the first one that comes out for people and natural. Um, not everyone might not speak all the other ones, but that's just happens to be something I'm doing in another dimensional reality where I am doing translations, I always combine myself. I'm like, if I were to say it, I would be like a cross between, uh, what's her name? Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek, the original Star Trek, and then the new generation, Deanna Troy. If you mush those together, it's kind of what my role is in that other realm. So Lieutenant Uhura was the linguist, the one that, you know, all the different languages that were coming in from all the ETs and the aliens, she translate and and Deanna Troy is like the empath, right? It's the one that's like the intuitive and all that. So you mix those things together. Um, but it's really about, uh, that's what I'm doing in that role. And I'm bringing it here in a different way here. It's just, like I said, the, the bridge, the entryway for people to open up to their own voice, their own soul. So it is like, the divine voice, if you will. I mean, it is bringing that through. And so my, my role with that is just bridging that reality with this world. Okay. So I feel like in the future or, you know, past my time or whatever, this will be much more understood and people will just be able to understand each other that way not much more than they do now, although it's growing because I'm not the only person doing this. So there's a lot of people doing this now, which never was. I mean, but even 10 years ago, when I, 11 years ago, when I stepped out doing it, I was speaking this language since I was nine, one of them, my mother tongue, but I didn't know what it was. And then after the course of this time period, um, so many more have come forth and I took some time to integrate the languages, to understand where they're coming from, what the energies are. Uh, that's what I wanted to do so that I could um, help people with that. And so that's kind of what I do with it. It's not the only thing I do, but, I, but I'm probably best known on my channel, my YouTube channel for that, because that's where people were finding me and that's what I was doing. And I was just guided and told to start doing these activations um, on there for people. And lo and behold, you know, uh, so many people just get activated, awakened, uh, shifted, opened, you name it on there from these simple activations. So that's kind of the reason why I, I was, that's how it came about or why it was coming into play. And 
using it in wherever I can, my session work, and also using it in my music and activating people. Um, because that's really what I'm here for. Part of it is to activate people with the codes and the symbols and my artwork and my art and the colors. So I hit all realms here with the sound frequency, the light, the color and vibrational energies. And so that's my way of doing it. The only one I don't do is dance. You're not going to find me doing that. Although I never say never because I swear I never thought I'd be doing all this. So I, I never say never, but generally speaking, not. Yeah. And I mean, your work is really, really cool. So um, yeah, a lot of people like that's my website. So a lot of people like to go there. Someone called my website, eye candy. And I was like, Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of visual stuff on there, wherever you can find. I've got a, you know, art gallery on there. So you can go check out all of my art, different kinds of artwork. I've got my Oracle deck, my magical dimensions, Oracle deck, which is on there. And you can, you know, check out all the artwork from the first, well, there's multiple different artworks. So the second deck that I'm created uh, is coming out 2022 and that will have all of my new artwork in it. But if you go to my art gallery, it's kind of all down on the page there. And um, you can check out all the ones that are, uh, I think you have to go to the drop down under art and it's under there because it's a drop down. Okay. Yeah. But generally there's um, so much different stuff to check out <laughs> on my site because I have a lot of different things that I offer from sessions, custom art. Um, you know, I'm a little booked at the moment because I've got deadlines for this new deck. So I get booked up with session work and custom art, but at the moment, I'm, like I said, working on a couple of different um, deadlines to turn in for my Magical Dimensions Oracle deck and the new deck that's going to be coming out as well. That's awesome. So yeah, lots of, I've been busy. That's good, good. <laughs> so it takes a lot of time. A lot, I mean, I'm always working. That's one of the things I need to work on is not working so much because I'm day and night. I don't really have days off. So yeah. at some point, um, I would like to be able to take some time off, but at the moment I'm just here working for everybody, <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. working for the world. We had a question in the chat asking if you would, uh, share with us how you make your art. Like, do you use, Photoshop? Oh yeah. Um, I get questions on that a lot. Cause people think that I am like a painter. So one thing, I mean, hi, I didn't even know there was a chat. So <laughs> hello everyone. I didn't know that that was happening. So I appreciate that. Um, I'm not a painter or illustrator, but I do work in digital realm. So my painter, my paintbrush is the digital paintbrush. So I use Photoshop and Illustrator, and I also hand draw the codes and symbols though, and then integrate those digitally. So it's kind of, a, especially in my new art, all the, I have a lot of codes and light languages and symbols and codes that I put in and I hand draw all that stuff and put them into the uh, digital realm. So I know one lady was talking to me yesterday and she was saying, I wish I could be a fly on the wall when you create your art. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not that interesting. I would say that the it's technical, okay? Cause there's technical skills you have to have to use it. But so much of my work is guided from spirit. I can't even tell you how many times like I've thought that I made a mistake like digitally, like, oh, I shoot. And, and then it's like, they're going, no, no, it's supposed to be that way. And I'm like, okay. So it's 
part of it is trusting, even though it's in the digital technology, it is um, also trusting in spirit and trusting in what comes about and how it comes about. Cause I'm always like just playing with stuff and then just accidents happen. And it's like, Oh, that wasn't an accident. So that's generally how I create my art. And then it gets printed on, you know, people can buy it on uh, photo prints and, you know, different kinds of substrates that I have um, all different kinds of things. And I will be coming out with some clothing eventually too. That's another section I'm going to be working on is clothing line. Um, that will be coming up. So you are lots bad. of different ways. Yeah. Cause I want people to have the, to wear the energies, you know? Yeah. That was great. Well, yeah, your artwork is beautiful on your website. Yeah. I feel like I just had a little bit of a flashback there when on the landing page, uh, everything's moving around. I'm like, Whoa, well, like, it is yeah, cool. there's video. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I have all those links in the description of the video for everybody. Awesome. So go and check check out uh, light stars creations uh, lightstarcreations.com and um, as far as like uh, readings and stuff i know you're super busy but um, if somebody did want to get in touch with you how would they do so yeah my my website is probably the best way lightstarcreations.com but i also i mean my youtube channel i try to be really interactive with people if you post a comment you know i try to get that and respond back to people you know i can't do it for all the time but i'm I've been keeping up with that um, some of the social media sites are a little hard to keep up with uh, everything, but, um, generally that's, that's where you can find me again. I usually am booked up and especially right now, probably not till summertime to get in, but, um, you can at least check around and see what you want to, you know, what, what looks like you would want. Cause I have a few different types of sessions depending on what someone's looking for. And, um, but like I said, I, I love to help people in any way that I can. I just get really, I've got so many things on my plate, you know, it's just like a little overwhelmed for the next few months, especially. So I'm hoping, you know, summertime I can shift gears after I turned in the Oracle deck and then I can kind of get back to, but I also want to do other stuff too, like the clothing. I would like to open up and that and get back to the music. And so I'm always about creating. <laughs> so for me, I just want to create. That's, that's my thing is I just want to create beautiful things for the world that activate and heal and help people to awaken. And that's kind of what I'm here to do for this time period, you know, until we see something shifting, which we know happens all the time, right? That's Who knows right. where I'll be 10 years from now? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, no, no. But thank you so much <laughs> for your work. Know. Thank you for taking the time to come and chat with me. Thank and, you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed the discussion. and I learned a lot about star seeds and, um, you know, uh, you know, mixed, mixed spirit races and uh, all that good stuff. Um, so I really, really did enjoy that. And I appreciate having some, um, you know, you being so willing to open up and your work is, is fantastic. And so like, I, I definitely encourage everybody to go check out uh, her work and um, yeah, let's stay in touch. If I can help you in any way, I'm more than happy to do so. And I know we oh, have Matt Raymer is a mutual you. friend of ours and I'm sure there are many others as well. So yeah, he's great. I highly recommend his services and I always do. So we're just giving him the last minute say it's like content safe, yeah. Matthew Raymer. He's awesome. His services are incredible for any of you guys that seriously need some help with your YouTube, uh, uploading all these videos. I could never have done it myself. And so it was such a lifesaver. Uh, anyone that wants to replatform or anything, definitely, um, check his stuff out content safe. And I'm sure you probably have it in the description as well. Definitely. He's awesome. Great guy too. 
Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. I was like, Hey, well, I've been learning about quantum physics, Matt, blah, 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 blah. And then I was telling him all this stuff. And then, and then he was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. You know? And uh, you know, I was like, what'd you go to school for? He's like, physics. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> We've been friends ever since. Um, so that's cool. I love putting my foot in my mouth on a first impression. <laughs> Actually fortuitously, because people have pity for me. Oh, that's better, funny. That's <laughs> better, awesome. Better than, uh, than charm, but no, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And again, yes. help in any way that I can. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who's watching and will watch this. Um, yeah. love you guys. And, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll keep, keep going, you know, keep shining, keep at it and don't give up. Never surrender as we that's like right. to say. That's right. Keep yes. going forward. I love it. Awesome. We'll see you all.